What's good? What's good? What's good, baby? It's your boy Trex, the Sports Junkie, and welcome to the MBS Show. Man, I'm feeling good, man. How about my brother Keo? How you doing, Keo? <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be the only time, the last time, I'm going to be talking about these gutless frogs called my Dallas Cowboys. But, uh, hey, I, got you, I got a question for you real quick. Are y'all still them boys? <laughs> Show, the show's over. Let's end the show right now. But, uh, but uh, like I said, man, uh, shout out to you guys. Um MBS show. I we actually I'm supposed to have it today, but we got a new MBS intro for the MBS show. So I'm actually excited and looking forward to that. And also shout out to Becca Banks, the newest member of the MBS team. You can I check her out on yeah, you can check her out on the MBS Let's Talk About It show. She'll be on there a weekly. But with that being said, man, go ahead, X. All right, of course. We got my brother. Wearing a ridiculous shirt right now, Texas. I don't know what he's doing. It's embarrassing at this point. Uh, but what up, Mr. Box Office? Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm excited. The football season's still here for another month, so we better enjoy it. Uh, but hey, Keel, I got some bad news. Mike McCarthy's coming back. It's it's gonna continue. It's gonna continue. I'll get I'll get to that in a bit. But go then, ahead. And then, of course, I got my brother from another mother. You already know, Mr. Cedar Trinsetter in the building. What's going on, C? What it do, baby? It's your boy, Mr. Cedar Trinsetter. Follow me. I will never lead you wrong. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And you was living life, man. You was down there in Baton Rouge, man. Yeah, doing man. Your thing. <laughs> yeah, man. I was on a little recruiting trip, man. Um, I um, I I was trying to see if I had a little eligibility left. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because we need a little help on the D-line, bro. I figure I can give him two, three snaps a, a game. But uh, the way my back act up, I can't do it no more, man. Got you, got you, got you. Well, and of like course, that. my last brother all the way in Vegas. He calls the entertainment capital of the world. Mm. What up, Mike? The sports and entertainment <laughs> oh, capital oh, of oh. the world. None of the above. This is Michelangelo out of Las Vegas. Seeing that Super Bowl sign getting put up on the big Darth Vader uh, Death Star Stadium, Allegiant Stadium in the smack middle of the strip. It's beautiful, everybody. It's a new era. Las Vegas is here. Oh, God. <laughs> a, great, a great host for a Super Bowl. Never to Man. be by the home team. <laughs> that was disrespectful. <laughs> oh, man. Well, with that, let's get this show started because we got a lot of fire topics we're going to talk about, including this past week's games. Let's go, Keo. <laughs> is this the show where everybody picks on me today? Hey, well, man, we just, I was just waiting for the Keo selfie in the, in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, with that being said, mentioned it. It was uh, they just announced it today. Uh, my Dallas Cowboys uh, head coach Mike McCarthy will re be returning for the team next season. With that being said, man, uh, was this the right decision? 
<laughs> oh, go ahead first, Q. I want to hear from you. You the man. That's your team. Oh my God. Um, with, with, to be honest with you, man. Um, I was back and forth with this when when we, people were talking about it. Um, I I felt like there was no other decision that you could have went to with this one. Um, when it when it came to um, Mike McCarthy, um, he, we know that he had a twelve three straight twelve win seasons, but the you know did you know the expectations are different for the Dallas Cowboys because if you got if you would have gotten rid of Mike McCarthy, you still would have addressed the head coach. The head coach still would have addressed an offensive coordinator. Um, I mean, the, the good side of things is, you know, Dak, Dak Prescott had his best year under Mike McCarthy. You know, he was an MVP candidate. He had his best season probably outside of his first year. I mean, I'm, I'm 50, 50 with it. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. Am I excited about it? No, I'm not excited about it. I, I I'm just it's just I'm in the middle with with this when it comes to Mike McCarthy. Um, a lot of people say it's 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 the wrong decision. People say you should have went with Jim Harbaugh. People say you should have went with Bill Belichick. Uh, people even mentioned uh, uh, Pete Carroll. I I mean, th- I mean, what direction do you want to go with 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 the t- this team as far as the head coach goes? And and, and I think that puts you know, the team in the tough position, especially for the owner, Jerry Jones. I honestly thought he was going to get fired because before, after they won the uh, their division, the uh, reporter asked, a reporter asked about McCarthy's extension, and he said that, hey, we'll, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. And that, and, that, and that moment, as soon as the Cowboys lost the game against the Packers, I thought he was going to be gone. Well, obviously, Jerry said, "Hey, we're gonna bring you back next season." So I'm I'm okay with it, but I'm not okay with it. Okay, Mr. Box Office, you got to take your shirt off. What you think? <laughs> well, um, I honestly thought he was gonna be gone. I really thought he was gonna be gone because it's one thing if he lost an NFC title game like I predicted them to. Uh, no one had him losing to Green Bay. They were on fire going into the playoffs. Also. Green Bay is his old squad, so he lost to his old team. Um, so I'm actually a little surprised Mike McCarthy is coming back. I knew he'd be back if they didn't fire him immediately the day after, and they didn't. Um, so the more the time went, I was like, okay, he's going to be there. Um, and you never know with Jerry. I mean, let's talk about Jerry's history, right? So Mike McCarthy's been there for now four years. Jason Garrett there was nine. Wade Phillips, three. Bill Parcells, three. Uh, Dave Campo, three. Chan Gailey, a year. Barry Switzer, three years. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, four. So uh, you never know it, Jerry. As you saw by me mentioning all those names, so what some guys made it three, four years. Some guys made it nine. For example, like Jason Garrett. I thought he should have gotten rid of Mike McCarthy, especially when Belichick and Harbaugh are out there. Uh, however... Jerry doesn't want to give up control. So Harbaugh and Belichick wouldn't even be fits there because they're two guys that want control. They want to make decisions with the draft. 
And it seems like Jerry has control over Mike McCarthy and all the draft picks and free agent pickups. So as th this is the issue with the Cowboys. It's Jerry Jones. It truly is. Jerry Jones just needs to handle the money part. Uh, he does that well. He sells the Cowboys really well. They've become the most valuable franchise in sports, not just America, in sports. So Jerry knows what he's doing. However, Jerry could continue owning the team, but let somebody else be the GM. Or let Harbaugh and Belichick come oh, in oh. And, and, and actually control the situation. Wait, wait, Yvonne, just to add to, to add to that also. And another reason why I think they they actually he's returning, he actually has one more year left in his contract. And as long as as long as I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan, he normally lets you know the whoever the coaches fin finish up on their contract because if they have that that season that what what just happened he I'm I'm very confident he's going to be gone for good because one year left on your contract this is your last chance and right. I think that, I think that's the direct, the direction. Well, all I'm going to add here is breaking news: Mike McCarthy will be fired this time next year because they they it will be the same thing. It'll be the same thing. They're not going to win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> and this time next year, we'll be on the NBS show talking about who's going to be his replacement. But it doesn't matter who his replacement is. If Jerry continues trying to have control, this is going to continue happening. He needs to let these coaches and actual GM control it. And in the end, Jerry's still going to get credit because he hired them. So I don't understand this extra credit he wants. But that's I all know what Jerry thinks. What does Jerry, does Jerry think he really knows football like that? Yes. I know we all on here think we know football, but Jerry thinks really, <laughs> there's no way he can think that after these, after all of these results 28 years, y'all ain't won nothing. Of they haven't even gotten to NFC title game. And hey, I turned 30 next year that or next month. Sorry, they, they have not been to the NFC title game in 28 years. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. If it's 28 years, my way ain't working. I'm gonna bring in some help. I'm not gonna sit here and still think that I can do it. Which is why, like you said, those are two reasons why Harbaugh and Belichick both want to come in. Which I don't think that they should get full control wherever they go either. Because I mean, you know, y'all know how I feel about uh, Harbaugh um, shopping with your own grocery, getting your own groceries, and cooking them. Man, I don't think that I don't think that many coaches deserve that. Um, anyway, but as far as that, man, I honestly think that, um, I honestly, I, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him for keeping him, uh, another year. Um, 12 win seasons, three 12 win seasons in a row. You can't really argue with that. They are being successful. They just are not being successful in the playoffs. A couple of tweaks one way or another that can change. But you, how do you fire a coach for winning 12 games three years in a row? I don't understand that, especially when he got one year on the thing. I could see him going ahead and letting him um, finish out his contract. Now, if he doesn't win next year, of course, they're going to get him out of there. I don't know what the, the coaching um, the coaching, um, um, coaching prospects are going to look like next year, but um, I think that they won't have a better coaching group uh, out there next year, but I just think I that you can't, you can't get rid of a you can't get rid of a three year in a row twelve game winner, um because he hadn't had success in the playoffs. The, you mentioned the standards that um 
and Dallas are are not 12 wins. I mean, how is the standards higher than that? 28 years, man. They can't be still holding on to, hey, it's Super Bowl or bust in Dallas. That's that's unrealistic. 28 years, man, like that man right there in the corner over there is one year older than that. Just to add that to that, see, since Mike McCarthy been the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys, he's – He's second. He's the, the second coach with the most wins in the NFL. The person ahead of him is Andy Reid. The only difference is Andy Reid's been more successful in the postseason. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, you don't you you don't get rid of a coach like that, man. Um, and you know, uh, unfortunately, I guess that <laughs> uh, we're in the same boat because Dennis Allen coming back next year too. So, Yo, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> that one is surprising. Go ahead, Mike. You good? There's not too much to, else to say about Mike McCarthy. You guys said it all. He has a great regular season resume in the last three years, but in the playoffs, he's fallen short, fell shortest this year. And we're not football guys enough to know exactly what went wrong with that game. Was it Dak Prescott choking? Was it a terrible game plan? Why, why was he throwing those interceptions? Uh, he didn't throw multiple interceptions at home all year. Um, what happened? What happened? And I, I, we need to, we will have some time to figure that out, I guess, a little bit more. Maybe if uh, some analysis articles come out. But in the end, it looks like they're already decided. They they went through that review themselves. They they watched the game film, and Mike McCarthy was able to convince Jerry Jones, I need, give me one more year. My contract's about to be uh, up anyway, so let me win this Super Bowl and prove to you that you can extend me. Um, so, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see anything changing because of the, the history of Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott. Um, and, uh, and in the end, getting rid of Mike McCarthy, you can't, there, there's not really a for sure viable replacement right now, uh, for a team that's ready to win right now. So, uh, you have to stick with what you have for this year. Okay. So a few things real quick. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna steal from my brother, like C always says. Okay, you're gonna replace him. Who are you gonna replace him with? Yeah, <laughs> that makes no sense. Harbaugh is gonna take the Chargers job. I think. Uh, you know, I think that I do think Jerry Jones reached out to him, and he was like, you know, behind the scenes, I'm taking the Chargers job. Just think that it's more attractive in the sense of I can build a little while. So I think he's gonna take the Chargers job. Belichick, from all the reports I've seen, he wants a rebuilding team, which makes no sense because he was in. New England, and they can rebuild over there. But for whatever reason, maybe he just needs to leave that situation and go build something else up. But here's my thing. Yvonne, I agree with you wholeheartedly. It's not the coaches. Jerry Jones got to You know, you can replace all the coaches in the world. Jerry Jones needs to replace himself as GM. And say to yourself, look, man, let me hire somebody and put in that person in that position so that I can handle the money like Yvonne said so that we can win. Here's what I'll ask you guys. Well, first of all, next year, I think they should get a running back. Pollard needs to be a change of pace back. He needs to be that guy that's that number two guy that can come in and, you know, hit big home runs or possibly be like like a um, um, like a Reggie Bush type. He needs to be that kind. Of, he's not an every down back. He's not. And Malpe, you saw it this year. Um, when the chips was down, he couldn't run the football. You're going to get Diggs back. But here's my question to y'all. They're going to pay Derrick Henry. 
They, they might. And, and that wouldn't be a bad signing. But here's my thing. Everybody's getting all caught up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually make Keo somewhat happy when I guess when I say this, but not necessarily. But what happens if Green Bay beats the Niners this week? And you would have fired Mike McCarthy. Then what? You're sitting there looking stupid because <laughs> you fired Mike McCarthy. And then you look at the team. The fire not going to break up their team. They're not going to fire Kyle Shanahan if they lose to Green Bay. That's a very week. good point. That's They're not. Point. I mean, I think, but, I think we can all agree with that. They're not going to fire Kyle Shanahan. But, now, Brock Purdy, on the other hand, may be in trouble with his position if they lose this, this upcoming week. But Shanahan's not going nowhere. So what I'm saying is, I like the fact that they came and said, you know what, we're going to keep Mike McCarthy for one more year because there's really no true replacement that we can go ahead and move forward with. So I, I, I like the I like the uh, fact that they're going to keep him, which is crazy because if you'd have told me before <laughs> the playoffs started, they'd go home in the first round, I'd be like, dang, they might have to blow up everything. But let's see what happens again next year. They're in a weak division, in my opinion. The commanders are not there yet. The Giants still have quarterback issues. The Eagles, Lord have mercy. I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia since them starting like now. I know I believe it's been all bad. So I think they give give him one more shot. If it doesn't work out, his contract's up. Then you can look for a replacement. All right, let's move on over to our next topic, man. And obviously, we're gonna talk about Wild Card Week that just happened, man. And we're gonna go pretty simple: our winners and losers this past week in the, from Wild Card Week. I'll go first, man. All right. <laughs> My, I'm going to start off with my winners. My winners are the Houston Texans are my winners, man. Um, you know, I said, yeah, I, you know, I said that if there was an upset, I was very confident with the, with the Houston Texans and they, they really beat them very convincingly. I can't give CJ Stroud all the credit. Because he's not fully re- responsible why this team win, I get I gotta give a huge credit to that defense. Also, they made some huge plays in the second half. Stroud did hold it down in the first half, um, and I, forty I, points. I, yeah, forty forty points. I didn't expect him to dominate the Browns like that because I think only one person picked the um, Browns to um, no the uh, picked the Texans to win. I thought I was very confident that the Browns were to get it done the defense pretty much got exposed and they couldn't stop them at all and um i definitely had my uh texas as my winners my losers man it's pretty simple bro it's the damn dallas cowboys man are you kidding me man um i'm not gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna say everything because we, we still have another dallas cowboys topic surrounding the philadelphia eagles but i i definitely got them as my losers because you're the number you're the number two seed. You were a seven point favorite in this game. Uh, it, it the I I to me I honestly felt, and I'm not one of those cowboy fans. I've been a cowboy fan since I was ten years old, and I'm not those type of cowboy fans where I say the Cowboys are gonna make it to the Super Bowl every single year. I'm I'm not I'm not like that. I may I may hype them up. I may gas them up because I am a Cowboys fan. But I'm not the type that say they're gonna go to the Super Bowl every single year. I'm not the type to say my quarterback is gonna win the MVP. No, that's not me. But I just felt like this was their best chance to reach the Super Bowl because you get you get a home game at the wild card. 
you possibly going to get another home game, and you would have had a ch- shot at the NFC Championship game, get your revenge against the 49ers, and you were at home also where you've been winning 12-16 straight at home and you haven't gotten beaten. You were ranked the fourth best defense in the league, the number one ranked offense in the league, and none of that mattered. You got all pro players on the offensive side. None of that mattered. You still lost that game, and I did not expect this game. I was so confident that the Cowboys would win. Obviously, they didn't, and they collapsed, man, and they are my losers. Okay, okay. Mr. Boxovers, what you thinking? All right. Well, obviously, everybody that lost this weekend is a loser, but I'm going to go another direction. My biggest loser is the Miami Dolphins. Are you kidding me? Seven points. I mean, I understand. I understand it was cold and this and that, but this is the same offense that scored 70, and this was the high-flying offense all year. I mean, hey, I like Mike McDaniel, but I got to be real. In these big games, these coaches figure him out, and they have all year. The only guy that didn't figure him out was, go figure, Mike McCarthy. That was their only big win all year. Look, I don't understand. Uh, uh, they got what pissed me off, and I watched every snap of this game, is they kept doing stupid screens and passes uh, to five yards or less. You have two, uh, or sorry, you have Tyree Kill, you have Raheem Mostert, you have Cedric Wilson, and Jalen Waddle. And A-Chan's a good back catching the ball. Throw it down the field. Throw it down the field. They never threw it down the field. The one time they did, it was a touchdown. I just Mm -hmm. didn't understand the play calling at all. It was way too conservative, and it showed in the end. That's why they only had seven points. Uh, And I actually felt like – I felt bad for Miami's defense because their defense is beat up. I mean, they don't have Jalen Phillips. They don't have Bradley Chubb. They're missing a lot of other pieces. And their defense – did well enough. Uh, they only held the Chiefs to 10 second half points. Um, I don't know. I just, Mike McDaniel is a huge loser this weekend. They, I did not understand the play calling in this game at all. They did not throw it down the field enough at all. And Tua ended up with less than 200 yards passing. And, uh, and, and uh, I, I just didn't understand it. It's not the same Dolphins we saw all year. At least go out fighting. And I don't care if Tua throws three or four interceptions. Throw it down the field. And I got nullified by that, uh, that cold that cold field, man. Have you ever tried to run on frozen grass? Yeah, I, mean, I understand it's terrible, but, I mean, you go out swinging. Go out swinging. Try something. And that I just, cold weather, that cold weather killed them. They were they're not acclimated to it. The Hawaiian boy who played in Alabama who goes to Miami and now he has to play the coldest game of all time in Kansas City, where those guys are acclimated to that weather and play in that weather all the time. You, you do what you can you do what you can. You can do all that you can. But if you don't have the repetition in that environment, I guess it's just not happening. Well, I guess Mike, it's just not happening. Well, Mike, I'm going to add this to that. The week before, if they beat Buffalo, they're a two seed. So you're absolutely I mean, right. And, and, and Tua <laughs> staying up two at home in Miami. 
So get keep yourself out of those situations by right, winning exactly. those those strong games. Of course, yeah, they're soft. And and they, and they all year, and then it bleeds game. into the last game, and it bled into the last game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he had two chances when I look at last week against Buffalo at home, and you wrap Man. up a two seed. I mean, I mean, it changes a lot. Anyway, that's what I that's what I said before that Chiefs game. They're soft. My winner is the Detroit Lions. First home playoff game in 30 years. I turn 30 next month. Holy crap. Like 30 years. And not only that, they won. Shout out to Jared Goff. I am a Jared uh, Goff critic. I'm not the biggest fan. I was on here saying he was going to be a bust. They didn't want you. I'm telling you, I told (laughs) y'all. And and, and the same way McVay felt about Goff is the way I feel. Now, the Rams won overall that trade because they got a Super Bowl out of it. But on uh, this past Sunday, Jared Goff won uh, for the day. Uh, huge win, and not only a huge win at home in their first playoff game in 30 years, they get another one this week. So shout-out to Detroit. I'm happy for them. I really am. They're a top-five team in this league this year. Uh, shout-out to Detroit. They are, they, they are one win away from going to the NFC title game. All right, I'll, I'll go next. Okay, biggest loser this week. Um, I'm not going to pick at the low-hanging fruit with the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Those guys suck. Them losing to the, the Buccaneers, they really showed that they actually suck this year. Um, to be honest with you, I, coming out of this coming out of this weekend – I can make an argument that the NFC East was the worst division in football this year. Um, proven by their top two teams getting their butts kicked in the first round of the playoffs when they were supposed to be really, really good. But yeah, man, the um the Eagles look terrible. It's like I don't know what's going on over there, what happened. Like when they were nine and oh, they will squeak it out of some games, but you they were winning. But when they started losing, boy, did they start losing. They went out there and they made Baker Mayfield look like Tom Brady, and um, it, it the game wasn't even close. The got the score ended up not even being close, and it still wasn't even close as that. Like you had no no uh, inkling that they were ever going to come back in that game. It didn't look like it ever was going. They were ever going to make a run or anything. So I think that the uh, Eagles were the biggest loser because they absolutely proved they sucked this year. And it uh probably last year's Super Bowl run was a fluke, and we can look forward to them not doing it ever again anytime soon. Even I, I like Jalen Hurts, but hey man, I think he's hurt. I think he's gonna have to have some kind of surgery on maybe his hip or his leg or something like that. Um, because he didn't look like himself. All right, and moving on to the biggest winner. Biggest winner I would give to the Green Bay Packers. They got something there, man. They got something there. Jordan Love is um officially put himself on the radar. All right. He's um he's right up there with all those young quarterbacks that we've been talking about. I dare to say that he's past Justin Herbert. And oh, I, um, I, I, I like the way he looks. He's got a little um Aaron Rodgers in him, a little Brett Favre in him. You know, the way he throws the ball, the way his confidence. Um, I, I watched a podcast and they were asking about the difference between CJ Stroud and um and um 
Love. Love. Jordan Love. Of course, Jordan Love is this is his first year really starting. Um, and they were talking about how CJ Stroud, he thanked God. He thanked God real like he really went in thanking God after the game. And Jordan Love just like, you know, he just he act like he expected this. He expected to win. He expected to go into the playoffs. He expected to come right in, be successful in Green Bay, and um, be successful and uh, win, win a playoff game his first year. This was nothing new. So I, I think that we're going to be having to look out for Jordan Love in, for years to come. He looks a lot better than he did um, when I saw him earlier this this, um, this season, have uh, having to come back from 17 down on the Saints. He looks even better than that. Okay. All right, Mike, what you got? You guys mentioned most of most of the ones that I had locked in, the Lions, the Rams. I'll go I'll mention somebody different for the biggest winner that we haven't mentioned yet, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Uh they beat the Steelers as they should have, and they're the number two seed, and they're matched up with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they finally have home field. Now, last time they had home field advantage. They lost to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So does home field actually matter? That remains to be seen for the Buffalo Bills. But they are a big winner for taking care of business in the end of the regular season as well as in the playoffs. Definitely have to give a shout-out to Jared Goff for winning his Super Bowl by beating the Lions. Uh, if he, if the Lions and, and Jared Goff allowed them to win – in Detroit with Matthew Stafford coming back, that would have been pretty embarrassing. That would have been pretty embarrassing for Dan Campbell, for Jared Goff, especially both of them, because that that's allowing Matthew Stafford to come back and spank them and show him that this is still his home and that they that nothing's changed. This is still his his turf, but they defended their turf now. And uh, you have to respect that. So a winner to them for that as well. Uh, I have to shout out the Lions for that. The biggest loser is the Eagles, but they were already mentioned. But I have to say that they are the biggest loser. It's just absolutely embarrassing what they what how how they've lost respect for themselves. Um, for they they this happened since the 49ers beat them down. After that game. They lost confidence in themselves. They just lost themselves. They 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 lost respect for themselves. They had no heart after that. They the 49ers took that out of them. And for the last half of the season, they were soft. And it was just sad to watch that. It really was sad to see like the Eagles, the same this this was the same Eagles as last year. They they were tough last year. They were uh, they they were the bad boys. They were the Eagles. That's that's the that's the icon that they take on. And for them to go soft like that, that just proves that they were soft all along. Um, but uh, the other, but since they haven't been mentioned yet as a as a loser, I want to say that the Rams are the biggest loser because uh, after this year, where are they going to go? Matthew Stafford's another year older. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be able to carry the re carry this team through the next year. Even though they're 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 equipped, they're equipped. But uh, Matthew Stafford's another year older. Um, the Rams really needed to take business, take care of business this year if they wanted uh, one last shot at the Super Bowl title. They might have lost it. 
Okay, okay. Well, I'll go. Oh, I, I agree with a lot of y'all. A lot of y'all said, but I'm gonna go a different direction. The biggest winner, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Money Mayfield. Man, listen, I try to tell y'all he was comeback player of the year. Y'all don't want to hear me when I say that. And this week proved it even more so. Over 4,000 yards this season. A top 10, in, that's top 10 in yards, top 10 in touchdowns. He's top 10 in yards and touchdowns, won his division, and just knocked off the Philadelphia Eagles in the, in the um, wild card game. Now, that could be said. I'm just telling y'all, Money Mayfield is the comeback player of the year. The Bucks are my biggest winner. And let's go to my biggest loser. Because I heard people on this show say, I'm not going to mention your Cowboys kill you did that. The Cleveland Browns? Are you kidding me? You got beat down and drugged. Drugged across the field. You got drugged from <laughs> back to Cleveland or wherever you got. That was embarrassing. That was an embarrassing showing. And I just want to say this. I don't know why I do like the Browns defense. But for whatever reason, I don't know why I got caught in that hype. Because I'm looking right now. Joe Flacco and the Browns beat the Jags, the Bears, the Jets, and the Texans without C.J. Stroud and lost to the Rams. So you went 4-1 and one and you beat no playoff teams except for the Texans. That was without C.J. Stroud. And then, lo and behold, you get just drugged by them Texans. And I heard people say they actually had a chance to challenge the Ravens for the, <laughs> for the AFC. That's embarrassing. Flacco is not the comeback player of the year. Don't give me that. I don't want to hear none of that. He didn't beat no we team thinking. that's in the playoffs. Who would have said Texans, that? That was without C.J. Stroud. Who said that about care, the Browns? I don't care about none about that. <laughs> And they couldn't stop C.J. Stroud, a rookie, a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach in D'Amico Ryans, and they got beat 45 to 14 after being the favorite. I want to say by, I think it was like seven and a half or nine and a half. That is incredibly, man. I'm just dis, just disgusted by the Browns. I don't know what that was. Who was hyping up the Browns? No. You! What? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, what? Kill, <laughs> kill. Run the tape? Oh, <laughs> man. where are our flags at, bro? Do where we are film this? No, the Browns, are the Browns, to me, you know, I know we're talking about, we're talking about the, um, the Cowboys, and that's cool. But the Cowboys lost to a team in the Packers that if they beat the Niners, I'm not saying they will, but if they did, the Texans are not beating the Ravens. And we'll talk about that in a second. I know we'll give our, our, our take. But it's just what happened to the Browns, that was that was horrible. You scored 14 points. You gave up 45. Horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think you're on mute. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, let's move on over to our next uh, topic before we get to our uh, divisional round picks, and it's it's uh, the Cowboys and the Eagles' uh, two big collapses uh, this season in the NFL. 
So with that being said, man, which which of these two teams uh, had the bigger collapse between the two? You know what? I'll go first. Never mind, man. <laughs> All right, man. So, you know, I'm still not over <clears throat> this right now. I still got to hang over, over this. I still can't get over this nightmare. So just I apologize because I'm not in the right state of mind right now when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys. Um, this was painful. Um, I, I, I can't stop thinking about this right now. Um, I didn't even, I wasn't even planning to come on the show because I know certain people were going to abuse and ridicule me. <laughs> Based, but you know what? I deserved it. I've been talking really crazy when it comes to my Dallas Cowboys. I got people on social media from friends, friends to family members dragging me right now on social media. But I, so. I, 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 I just, I just can't help myself, man. When it, when it comes to my team, because I thought so highly of this team this year. And I just thought it was just there. But obviously, we are nothing but playoff frauds, <laughs> gutless, heartless. We were we were undefeated, couldn't get that done. And we lost at freaking home. Are you kidding me? They ain't got drugs. Um, and then we <laughs> were the is... first number two. Where were we? This the, is... where, we were the first. What? What did you say? We were the first number two seed team to not advance to the divisional round. We we were the first team with three 12-win seasons not to at least advance to an NFC championship game. And it's probably going to go to 30 years as long as Mike McCarthy, or or should I call him, drop the Mike McCarthy for crying out loud. Um, I, I, I just like when they leave this, man, team, this team was bad. They got out coached, they got outplayed. Um, as far as Philadelphia goes, I knew they were gonna lose. I knew they were gonna lose this. Um, I I don't look at them as a collapse like that, even though some people do think it was a collapse because I haven't been high on Philadelphia, anybody that follows this show. Um, I've never been high on them like that. Even when they were nine and nine and zero, oh, obviously they dropped uh, to one and six, including the playoffs. I just felt like the Cowboys game was a more of a huge collapse in this game, and I don't want to hear about that. You know, Dak, Dak Prescott he went for what he went for twenty eight for thirty nine. I think he clo- threw for close to. 300 yards garbage time stats right there man <laughs> stats don't matter rankings don't matter all pros don't matter none of that matter they lost man they lost they got out coached they got outclassed and no adjustments were made at all in the second half and they just continue the packers just to continue to pour it on them and you had jordan love out there Outplaying Dak Prescott once again. 
The Green Bay Packers have more playoff wins than the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. That's embarrassing, man. It's very humiliating as a Dallas Cowboys fan, man. I, I just I just don't know what to say about this team, man. I I, I you know I I love the MBS platform, but if I didn't love it so much, I wouldn't be doing all this coverage right now because I'm still not over this man. And the Dallas Cowboys are the biggest collapse between them and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, it's the box office. All right. Uh, I think that this answer is pretty obvious because the Eagles have been dying a slow death for six, seven weeks now. And, and we knew that it's all downhill. And that's why I picked the Bucks to beat them. Um, we knew no one had the Eagles in the Super Bowl. They've looked terrible in the last month. Uh, they, they, they just, I've never seen a team be 10 and one and fall off a cliff like this. Like never. A team that's always 9 and 0, 10 and 1 middle of the season always makes it far in the playoffs if not to the Super Bowl. Uh but not the Eagles. They fell off a cliff. Brian Johnson, the offensive coordinator is terrible. Uh some of the calls that he was calling, uh, bruh, he's throwing screen passes on third and 18 but in like pressure situations where they need a score. I'm like, what are you doing? Um, I don't know what's going on with Philadelphia. I guess they missed the Colts coach, Shane Steichen, on, uh, as offensive coordinator. They can't figure out the defensive uh, secondary either. I don't know what's going on with Philly. So, But them losing doesn't surprise me because they've fallen off. It's the Cowboys. All of us picked the Cowboys to win. Uh and okay, if Green Bay pulls it off, it's not like this was it's not like they were 18 point favorites. I mean, we knew that Dallas was better all year, but if, if Green Bay pulled out a game winning field goal, we'd be surprised, but we'd say, okay, I could see it. Bruh, 21 0 immediately. <laughs> it was, I think, 41 to 16 with six minutes to go. And look, Dak Prescott wasn't great, he had a terrible pick six. But I actually blame this on the defense. They were terrible from the start. And look at the Green Bay touchdowns. They're like wide open. Aaron Jones is running all over them. And they're like, oh, Dan Quinn, he's going to be a coaching candidate. For what? For what? I could not believe what Dan Quinn did this week. Uh, I would not hire or, or even – I'd lose his number if I had Dan Quinn's number and I'm looking for a head coach right now. That's what I would do. Uh, that, that was, that, that was terrible. That was terrible. And you can't even blame it on Dak. He was in a bad situation from the start and I'm not a Dak fan. I'm just being real. Uh, but yeah, the Dallas Cowboys, the way they lost was shocking. Okay. See what you're thinking. All right, man. I'm gonna go the other direction. Uh, Philadelphia, like I said, those boys suck. They suck, <laughs> and um, even when they were 10 and 1, it was people that said that they suck. I didn't believe it because I'm a big believer if you win the games, you won the game. But those guys, they I expected a whole lot more out of them this whole season. Um, I think it was a I think it was a terrible job of on the from from the top to the bottom, the players and the coaches, the coaches down all the way down to the last player on the on roster. 
I think they all suck. They all did a terrible job. Um, but I will give them a little asterisk on this loss. AJ Brown not playing. I believe that hurt them a lot. Um, not that much though. Not for that ass whooping they took. That wasn't uh they were really <laughs> The one AJ Brown is not gonna um, make up all those points, and uh, and he don't play defense, so stopping um Baker Mayfield shouldn't have been that hard for them. You know what I mean? Um, I look at him and I think that this kind of goes against everything I'm always preaching. But um, I would not be surprised if Nick Seriani is out of a job. Um, I wouldn't be surprised one year after taking him to the Super Bowl. This terrible collapse because it's obvious that there's something going on. It's something that's going on inside that locker room. Um, he might be one of those coaches that has lost the locker room, but they had way too much talent on their team to end up going out like this in the first round. And um, I think they're the biggest losers as far as um bigger collapse, uh, even bigger than the Cowboys this year, man, because they collapsed, they collapsed starting game 11 of the year, 12 of the year. They, they, they've been collapsing ever since then. <laughs> All right, Mike, what you got for us? So I was, I was searching for a moment. I was searching for a moment in the Cowboys-Packers game, looking at the recap. I was searching for the moment when there's a Cowboys fan sitting back on the couch, swigs his beer and says, all right, now we're moving. <laughs> and it happened with five minutes and 53 minutes, five minutes and 53 seconds left in the first quarter. Dak Prescott scrambles left end to Dallas 49 for 18 yards. And after that, it was all downhill. <laughs> one play. They got one play in the first quarter where they said, all right, now we're moving. And then after that, it was just pain. It was like a root canal. The most epic collapse absolutely goes to the Cowboys. The expectations were much higher for them as the number two seed with that talented roster, a three-headed monster of Parsons, Prescott, and Lamb. Uh, the Eagles. Was it what? Say that again. I don't think Parsons played in this game. <laughs> I didn't. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, Dak Prescott obviously was there, but. Uh, yeah, there was a couple no shows for sure. Um, yeah, maybe uh, uh, maybe somebody else swapped helmets with them. Very embarrassing for the Cowboys, uh, for who had bigger expectations at the end of the season than the Eagles, who collapsed much sooner. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that, I mean this is this is an easy one, y'all. I just wrote down a couple of things. The Eagles were the five seed. The Cowboys were the two. Um, the Eagles lost to the fourth seed on the road. The Cowboys lost to the seventh seed at home. And here's the crazy thing. Um, I don't know how much I've been paying attention to the, the Packers, but Jaden Reed, man, he's a problem. And he didn't even catch a pass. He yeah, what are you talking about? You said, I was like, what, do you, what did you see last game that said he was a problem? I know he had a nice little end of the regular season, but uh, I, I'm still it's, – it's still up to debate for me on who's the best receiver in that roster, whether it's Dobbs, Jaden, or uh, Watson. But but just hear me out. Awesome. They scored forty eight points, and between Reed and Watson, I think most people, even though Dobbs had a great game, Reed and Watson's caught one pass combined. 
They have a nice roster. They have nice weapons. No, that tight end, Musgrave, Musgrave, and uh, they have two tight ends. They drafted two tight ends. They They definitely somehow have a bunch of weapons now when Aaron Rodgers was complaining about having nobody except Devontae Adams for years. It's really wild how Packers are just able to use this magic and sprinkle this dust. He left one year too early. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's clear to the Cowboys, man. The Cowboys. I actually said on the show last week. I had the Cowboys get into the Super Bowl. I think most people had the Cowboys. I mean, out of the two, more people had the Cowboys get into the Super Bowl over the Eagles because of the collapse the Eagles had in the regular season. So for me, it's 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 like it's a no brainer. We picked the Bucks to win last week. What well, is past week? And um, it's definitely the Cowboys, man. Hey, real, real quick, I want to give my boy X his flowers. That boy told us last week that it was gonna be some big upsets this weekend, <laughs> and I, I didn't, I couldn't see it. But this was a lot of upsets, man. We had like, what well, we had four total upsets in a wild card weekend. Well, yeah, I would even, I would even call the Rams and Lions an upset because I felt that there were more Rams picks than Lions on all sides in this in the media field as well, maybe, but. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think there were lots of upsets. I, uh, I will say this. I know we're going to go to the next topic, and I didn't say it with my loser, but I'm with Mike, man. I'm not going to lie. I was, I was disrespectful, man. One of y'all mentioned the Dolphins. That was horrible. The Dolphins, I can't believe I picked the Dolphins to beat the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. I tried to tell I you last week. You, I apologize. You went against all logic. You went against all logic. I don't know what you were thinking there. You literally uh, said everything points against the Dolphins, but I'm gonna pick them. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Come on, Ash. Let's go. Are we doing picks now? We're ready. Yeah, go ahead, Yvonne. Take it over. It's the divisional round picks. All right. Well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in order of the games. All right. Okay. So four o'clock Eastern Saturday afternoon. We got the Houston Texans going to Baltimore. Who we got? All right, man. This is my upset pick, man. I'm taking the Houston Texans to beat the Baltimore Ravens, man. Okay. I don't, I don't trust well, Lamar Jackson in the like playoffs. That. I don't let's trust Lamar in the playoffs. One and three. <laughs> one and three in the playoffs, man. Um, yep, I like the Texans. Awesome. I like the way they've been playing. I, I'm taking the Texans. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, shout out to CJ Stroud, but man, this is easy for me, man. <clears throat> the Ravens. <laughs> I got the Ravens as well. I think this team is too talented. Uh, the Ravens roster, I think, is uh, too talented overall. Um, uh, and the defense better, the secondary particularly. particularly. Uh, uh, I got the Ravens in this one. All right. Uh, um, I'm gonna give y'all a question that I saw on, on Instagram this past week. All right, you get you could take five hundred thousand right now. I'm sorry, fifty thousand, fifty thousand right now, or I can give you ten chances to tackle Lamar Jackson one on one for fifty million. Which one are you taking? <coughs> well, how much was the first question? Was the I can give you fifty thousand right now, or I can give you 10 chances to man, tackle give him Lamar Jackson. Give him my 50,000. No, I'm talking Lamar Jackson. He ain't that hard to tackle. <laughs> hey, yeah. I get 10 tries. I think I can make it happen. I'm, so, I'm I, I, I stay in the gym. 
Neither, yeah, nobody, nobody on this panel is touching. You won't even get your hands on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Ten times they, they could give you a hundred chances, and he's not. You're not gonna touch Lamar Jackson, bro. And with that being said, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I'll give you a score too. I got it, um, thirty to thirteen, Baltimore. I got thirty-five, seventeen, Baltimore. CJ Stroud, maybe next year, baby. Not this year. I got thirty. I got thirty twenty Texans. Okay, Mike, what you got? Mm, thirty-three twenty-three. Okay. All right. So I want to talk. What's that? Who you got? Oh well, they they actually played Week One, so this was actually C.J. Stroud's first game in the NFL. The Ravens won, I believe it was 25 to 9. Uh, Stroud didn't throw a touchdown. Look, I said on this show, I don't like when teams have a bye week and they rest the week before. So I think that the Ravens are going to be rusty here. And I see it way more low scoring than everybody else. I think the Ravens escape 23 20 game winning field goal. Tuck and try. <laughs> I, I just I can't see Ravens coming out scoring like 30 plus because I really think that having two weeks off, I think is actually like a big deal. Uh especially when they had momentum going. I didn't Mark like that. Andrews on the way back. Right. Mark Andrews on the way back. He is. I think he'll actually play. But uh that will be big for them. All right. Saturday night. We got. Wait, wait, you think he'll play this week? Well, it said he was practicing last week, so I think he's going to get some snaps this week. Oh, yeah. It ain't matter, man. Week. The Texans going to win. It doesn't matter <laughs> if Andrews play or not. <laughs> hey. Oh, i I hope you're right because I'm rooting for Stroud. I, I've become a Stroud fan. I really like him. All right. I don't. Saturday night, Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. This is a no-brainer, man. Come on now. Are we I'm not this I'm not gonna entertain this at all. I'm I'm at home right now. My I'm why <laughs> I got the Niners. Mm. I think the Niners win the game. Um I think the Niners have to see what they they saw against the Cowboys. They know they can't play with the Packers like that. And they're not going to come to play games. I think Christian McCaffrey gets the ball early and often. I yep. can see Christian McCaffrey scoring receiving and rushing. I'll go with the, the Niners winning this game 31-20. All right, Keo, you froze. All right. All right, man. It, I'm not going to entertain this. I'm with, I'm with my family, with all my friends down here in the Bay Area, man. I'm rolling with the Niners, man. And it's not because of Christian McCaffrey. It's not because of Bosa. It's because of one oh. individual, <laughs> man. Number 13, the one, the only, my favorite quarterback right now, <laughs> Brock freaking Purdy, man. Mr. QBR, Mr. Quarterback Rating, man. This guy will put on the show. Christian McCaffrey, you don't need to do nothing. You, We got Brock Purdy, man. Um, so with that being said, I got Purdy at least close to 300 yards and three passing touchdowns. Niners going to win this game. 
Go ahead, next person. Go ahead. Go ahead and pick the Packers, man. <laughs> oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want to pick the Packers. Hey, bro. Hey, I, hey. I Go pick the they, Packers. They saw, they saw what happened to your Cowboys. They they gonna they gonna take notes. Okay, so you don't got the Packers. Okay, that's what I thought. <laughs> I hate they beat the Cowboys. That's all I needed them to do. Go ahead, see. All right, I got the, I got Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> That's what Brock I got. Purdy, man. <laughs> hey, bro. In spite of Brock Purdy, they will be they'll beat the yes, Packers. Sir. Um, Christian McCaffrey is going to run early and often. I see him probably scoring two two to three times in this game. One passing, um, one rushing from like inside the five. And uh, probably another passing one, but uh, yeah, I see him scoring two to three times. Um, San Francisco should be clicking on all cylinders this game, just getting ready for that NFC Championship game. Uh, so I, I, I expect to see them really brushing up, getting themselves back in a rotation from having a week off. I can't believe Brock Purdy's gonna go to his first conference championship game, man. This is really exciting, man. Oh god. Ahead, actually, actually, he was in a conference game last year that he got <laughs> hurt in. But go ahead, Mike. Well, you know what he means play in his first conference championship. Come on, stop giving Keo a hard he time. Did, all right. he, got he did play. He got hurt. Barely, barely <laughs> played. Save him. He don't want oh, to be you guys don't get it. Him. You guys get it. Oh, come on. Yeah, yeah. If he wouldn't have gotten injured, he if he wouldn't have, have gotten injured the night, Purdy would have made his first Super Bowl appearance. Hey, that sounds good. That sounds good. It's gonna sound good I, for the next couple weeks. Man, I do want to say that. Um, uh, I, I feel like one of the upsets is either going to have or one of the one of these top seeds, Ravens or Niners, are going to have either a tougher time than they expected or lose the game outright. Um, I don't know which one it is. I don't know which one it is. Uh, I'm, I'm actually feeling more like it's it's the Ravens game. I'm thinking that we're going to be seeing a uh, Texans Chiefs matchup in the conference championship possibly, but you know, these are just hunches and I can't use that with, uh, with evidence uh, right there with the Niners, the teacher, I don't think is going to lose to the student. And Shanahan is the teacher to LaFleur. Um, and, uh, that that's for certain. Uh, I feel like Shanahan and McVay, I don't know which one of the two is considered more the teacher or the student, but I think both of them are, are uh, pretty much on par with each other. I mean, McVay has a Super Bowl title, but between LaFleur and Shanahan, I, I have to go with the teacher here uh, winning this one. Um, Shanahan's team is just completely star-studded on defense, uh, way more so than the Packers. And uh, um, uh, they have uh, they have more veteran leadership. They just, they're, they're the number one seed for a reason. I don't see them losing to the seven seed Packers, even though they were able to upset the Cowboys. All right. Well, I agree with Mike here that Matt LaFleur is the student to Kyle Shanahan. And I think that's what's going to cost them. They're at home. They're well rested. I've got the 49ers. Same way X sees this game. I got them. I got a 31 17. Uh, Niners are just the better team. Uh, but hey, imagine if Jordan Love pulled this off. Wow. Go pack. Go. 
go back. Go. All right. It's Brock Purdy, baby. Not this time. Sunday afternoon, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to Detroit. And let me tell you something I looked at uh, today. These tickets to this Detroit game are crazy. I'm sure. Bruh. Hey, the lowest ticket price for the in Baltimore, $91. Lowest one in San Francisco, $175. Lowest one in the Buffalo game, $138. The lowest ticket to Detroit is $500. $500. Hey, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I'm not even a Lions fan. I don't even care about the Lions, but I'm happy for Detroit. I'm happy for those Lions fans. Who you got, Keo? Um, I'm happy for Detroit also, but I'm don't do it, Keo. more don't happy. Do it, I'm more happy for Baker Mayfield, man. Just an amazing year. Anybody knows anybody that knows me, man. I've been following Baker Mayfield since since the Oklahoma days, man. And a lot of people have tried to compare this guy to Johnny Manziel. Thought he was going to be a bust. They thought he was on the last ring. Some people on the show said that Kyle Trask was going to replace him in the middle of the season. But guess what? Not, it didn't happen, though, man. And um, I like what Baker's doing right now. And I think if anybody's beatable in all these playoff games, it's the Detroit Lions because the Detroit Lions have fell in a lot in a lot of games this season. So, And I think this is one of the games that Tampa Bay can get them, and I think Tampa Bay will. I got, I got Tampa Bay. Give me nah, a man, nah, my boy. I, and look, I like Baker. I think he's comeback player of the year. But I'm good. But 20, 27-17. I got Tampa Bay. Wow. Okay, okay. But the Detroit line is something magical brewing in Detroit right now. They've been they they've been drafting well. They've made the right moves in the offseason, bringing in certain guys. Like a Garner Johnson who just plays with a, a different type of edge. You saw him in Philadelphia. They went to the Super Bowl. He's not there looking Philly. I'm not blaming him. That's it's all Garner Johnson by no means. But drafting guys like Laporta, Hutchinson, Gibbs, just to name a few. Jared Goff's, you know, giving him the confidence that he needs after being number one pick. I, I like what the Lions are doing, man. I think the Lions get their second win. Second win in back-to-back weeks. Knock off the Bucks. I got the Lions winning this game in a really good game, but I actually think that they 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 pull away in the fourth quarter. And I'm gonna say Lions 38, Bucks 23. Mike. Yeah, I think that the Lions are gonna have to they're they're gonna buck up a little bit in the in the first half, first three quarters. I can see where the where where the where 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 um it uh it it gets uh, the pressure gets to them that's what i was searching for the pressure gets to them to really pull off this win and get to a conference championship i think the pressure will get to them for a little bit and then they'll get comfortable uh you know a nice big play i can see where x is seeing that and they uh comfortably ride the fourth quarter to a win um uh, regardless i do think that the lions are uh very talented all all over this team and uh they they deserve they deserve to make it to the conference championship for a matchup against the Niners who I don't believe they've played yet um this will be an interesting one for sure 
in the in the conference championship. But I think that this is this might be the easiest win for any of the teams, any of the teams this this uh, this year or this uh, this uh, this week. I got the I got the Lions thirty five to twenty. All right, I got um I got the Detroit Dan Campbells. All right, Dan Campbell has those boys ready to play. This is a totally different line squad than we've seen probably since um the last time they were in the playoffs and they lost then. But he has those guys ready to play. They love playing for him. You can tell his team loves playing for him. And he uh, he's a total players coach, and I think he's turned that franchise around. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with for the next few years over there. In Detroit, uh, they like like X said, they draft well. Their offseason moves were really good. I mean, they they let go of that both of their running backs, um, and when get some guys, when they got some, they let go of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, and they went and picked up two guys. They one out the draft, the one from Chicago, and they arguably improved their rushing game, and uh, Jamal Williams. Led the t- led the, the NFL and rushing TDs last year, and they improved their rushing game this year. So, I I don't think that the Bucks. I think that the Bucks they uh ran up on the right team at the right time um, because the Eagles suck like that, and they um they end up their play they played out of their body at home though at home Baker Field, Baker Mayfield the Bucks stopped here brother you had a great season. You are going to win comeback player of the year. You are going to win comeback player of the year, or at least you should. Because um, you're uh, you're like Johnny Manziel on steroids. Your career is like Johnny Manziel <laughs> on steroids. This is everything. Johnny Manziel probably watches every Bucks game and be like, damn, that's why I should have won. I should have went to the Bucks next. But he didn't. And Baker Mayfield is everything that uh, Johnny Manziel was expected to be. But uh, and I think he earned himself a a, a a nice little contract for the next couple of years in Tampa Bay. But the buck stops here, pun intended. It stops right there in Detroit with those um five hundred dollar tickets. That that's that's the cheapest too. Um, yeah. but uh, what a, I, I'm happy for both franchises with these quarterbacks getting this far here. Um. Look, Detroit's got it going. They get another home playoff game. This is awesome for that city. I like what C said about Dan Campbell. He's a player's coach. They love playing for him. You could just tell a mile away. They love playing for him. Uh, I think the Sam Laporta fit was perfect because Dan uh, fit was perfect because Dan Campbell was a tight end's coach. Um, I think simply Detroit's just a better team right now. Uh, I agree that Baker has got himself a contract set up. He's probably going to get like a two, three-year deal, $30 million a year, which is great for him. Uh, but I just think Detroit is rolling right now. They're the better team. I don't see it them running away like some of y'all say. I got a 27-20. Uh, Detroit wins at home, and Detroit goes to the NFC title game. Woo! Wow. I got 35-21. Wow. Okay. So more, a lot of y'all have the similar scores, but I, I think it's a little closer. But man, uh, Detroit to that Seattle <laughs> game is going to be crazy. All right. Probably the best game this weekend. And it's the last game of the weekend. The NFL knows what they're doing. They did this on purpose. 
Uh, we've got Patrick Mahomes in his first true road playoff game. The Chiefs in Buffalo. Who we got? By the way, Buffalo three-point favorites. I got to go um, because I got to go. And I got the Chiefs because it's Patrick Mahomes. And that's simple as that. I said it before. I got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. The Buffalo Bills have been playing good football. They've been running the ball. I think Josh Allen has been taking care of the ball a little bit better. Uh, but the Chiefs defense is absolutely locked down. There's no reason that Patrick Mahomes should not reach the Super Bowl with this team if he is as good as he is. Uh, is you know is as good as he is. We've seen how good he is, and 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 he's proven time and again that he is that good. So there's no reason that he shouldn't go to the Super Bowl with Rasheed Rice playing the football that he's been playing in the last eight games. How Travis Kelsey is still good enough to play. He's, you know, he, he got, he was a little cold to start the game. Um, the offensive line is a little suspect, but that's the, that's their weakest link because they have the weapons. They have the running back. They have uh, Mahomes and they have a lockdown defense. I got the Chiefs. There's no reason they shouldn't reach the Super Bowl. I got to go, guys, and catch you on next week. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right. All right, I'll jump in there, man. Oh, let's go! No one circles the wagons like the best record. <laughs> By the way, I, I've never understood that. What does that mean? Uh, it just means boomers. Boomer just has sayings. It, it, oh, okay. it, okay. it has nothing to do with anything. I think it's like a, <laughs> something like something to some cowboys, those old westerns or something like that. But yeah, I don't know. It makes no sense to me, anybody. I don't think. But um, yeah. I got the Buffalo Bills, man. I believe that they're going to get their get back from two years ago when they lost uh, in the last seconds um, to Kansas City. They're playing at home now. They're playing at home. And I just think that they're going to be so hyped up on Mountain Dew that they're going to jump on them boys like a spider monkey and they're going to beat the brakes off of Kansas City. Oh! I believe they beat the hell out of them, really. Wow. I think it's going to be ugly. Um... I, I, I think that, that 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 Buffalo Josh Allen, he's been waiting for this. He's been waiting for this. I think it's gonna be a blowout, like wow. like like double digits, high double digits, like twenty. Yeah. And, and Pat Mahomes take his first road loss in the playoffs. Okay, okay, Keo, what you got, Keo? I'll let you go first. You know, you know who I got. I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this game. Um, in the postseason, Josh Allen has never beaten Patrick Mahomes. He's actually 0-2, um, and he's going to continue to be winless against Patrick Mahomes. He's going to go 0-3. I don't think it's matter if the game's in Buffalo, if the game's in Kansas City. Cold weather, Kansas City did that uh, with ease. Um, they they had a they had a good mix with the running game and the passing game. They didn't have an answer for Rasheed Rice, which is really good right now. He went over 100 yards receiving. I don't think that uh, Buffalo will have an answer for that. One thing that's hitting Buffalo right now, they got a lot of injuries on the defensive side, which I think is going to hurt them at the end. 
And I, until somebody knocks down Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes' first row playoff game, I'm taking the Chiefs in this game over the Bills. Wow. So right now we got it. We got it. One, two for the Chiefs, one for the Bills. And now we got oh, two for the Buffalo Bills. But here's what I want to do before I finish. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In the words of my boy C, not only do I have the Bills, I got the Bills big. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Bills blow out the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat them earlier this season, 20 to 17. And I don't even think the Bills had their mojo at that time. The Bills are going to take this super personal. They had they were 13 seconds away from knocking off the Chiefs last year. I think they knocked them off this well, that was two years ago, I believe. Right. So this year, I think they get them, man. I think they wanted the Chiefs. They don't they didn't want nobody else. They if they're gonna win the Super Bowl, they know that they have to go through Kansas City, another team that wants Kansas City. And I think they're gonna get what they asked for, and I think they knock out. The Kansas City Chiefs in a big blowout fashion. I'm actually going to go 42 to 17 Buffalo. Woo! I like this score. <laughs> I like this score. So we got two for the Chiefs, two for the Bills, and Mr. Box Office, you get to break the tie. We have? know who we got, man. Go ahead. We know your Super Bowl pick, so it's pretty <laughs> obvious. Go well, ahead. Well, yep. Uh, I had a Ravens-Bills AFC title game when we were picking it from the playoffs, and I'm sticking to it. I got the Buffalo Bills, uh, except I have them in a in a thriller in a close game. I don't see a blowout. Uh, I, I really don't. I think the Chiefs' defense is good enough to keep them in it. Uh, I think it's going to be similar to their game earlier this year. I got the Buffalo Bills 30-27. to 27. I think it's close. I think it lives up to the hype, and I think uh, and I think it's and I think it's a great game. Another Allen versus Mahomes thriller, and I'm rooting for Buffalo. I told y'all I'm tired of Kansas City, and I like Andy Reid, and I like Patrick Mahomes, and I like uh, Kelsey, but at the end of the day, I'm tired of them. You know that they've been to three Super Bowls in like the last five years. Uh, they can take a rest from the the the, the Super Bowl for a couple of years. I got the Buffalo Bills. I think it's their time to rule the AFC. Uh, uh, it's I think it's their time to get to the Super Bowl. And 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 the, that being said, I picked all the favorites this weekend. Uh, uh, I actually I think me UNC did. We all got the Ravens, the Niners. The Lions and the Bills by Vegas. Those are all the favorites. I could see an upset. I think the upset I could see, I told y'all, is the Texans. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't surprise us if the Chiefs won because uh, they're not big uh, underdogs. But, uh, man, I don't like picking all favorites because the NFL, you never know. But uh, I do think that the Bills are better than the Chiefs, at least right now. We'll get one, two. Well, not like one, three in the um, NFC. The Lions are the three seed. I mean, I mean, you mean one, four. The Lions. Oh, well, you got the Bucks. I forgot. My apologies. Yeah. 
Hey, hey, man, hey, man. The one upset I see happening. Man, Green Bay, man. I'm telling you. Pick, they pick Green Bay then. I ain't picking Green Bay. I think Christian <laughs> McCaffrey's too good. Yeah, I know. I know how great Brock Purdy is. But with that being said, man, let's go to our let's go to um finish this up. We are gonna do our NFL yearly awards, man. Um give some awards away in the NFL, man. And let's start off with our very first one for tonight. And let's start off with the MVP. Ooh. Okay, okay. Let me let me ask this. Is this what we think will happen? Or who our award winners are? Because I think a mixture of both. I think a mixture of both should be. A yeah, problem. yeah. You can do. You can do both. Well, it can't be a mixture of both. Who you? Yeah, who you think's gonna win it? It's who you think's gonna win the award. Yeah. So go okay. ahead. Well, I got Lamar Jackson. If you want to tag your personal pick on that, you're just saying. Just tag him. Well, I th- I think Lamar Jackson's gonna win the MVP. Um. The Ravens had a phenomenal year, and he led that team regardless of how good the defense was. He got the hype going into it. It's kind of like I always tell y'all, who has that momentum going into it at the end? Jay Daniels had that momentum going into that Heisman, and that always plays a factor. I'm not sitting there saying the numbers wasn't there. I'm just saying it plays a factor. Who has that momentum? Lamar Jackson has that momentum. It's a quarterback award for the most part. I'm going Lamar Jackson. Okay. Well, I think Christian McCaffrey's the MVP. However, Lamar Jackson's gonna win it. Okay. Uh it is a quarterback award. You could even make the case for Dak. And I understand that they just choked, but it's a regular season award. Uh the, so Lamar <laughs> Jackson's gonna win, but CMC is my MVP. I think he's the most valuable player on his team this year. Oh, God. <laughs> what you guys see? All right. Um, my pick, my pick for um, I hate when I do this, man, because it's it's crazy that I I'm actually agreeing with everything Yvonne just said, man. The uh Lamar Jackson's gonna win the award, but personally, I believe CMC was the real MVP this year. And I can make a good argument for Dak um, with all of his numbers. Um, By this being an individual award, I'm big on that. It's an individual award. His uh, individual performance and numbers can put him in the argument for uh, being the MVP. But Lamar Jackson is going to win it because he has bigger wins. He has bigger wins and the eye test, really. Um, I don't think anybody on here outside of maybe Keo, and I'm not even sure him right now, would take Dak over Lamar Jackson if you were uh, picking a team right now. So, yeah, I got I got Lamar Jackson winning it with my personal um, my personal choice being McC- um, McCaffrey. You're right about that. I wouldn't take Dak over Lamar Jackson, but there is one guy that I would take over Lamar Don't Jackson. Do that. Don't do that, And man. it's the guy that I think should win MVP, Mr. QBR, oh, Mr. God. Quarterback rating, ranked first in both of those categories, top, t- top 10 in um, passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage. I could... 
keep stuffing these stats down your throats right now, but I'm not going to do it because we don't have enough time. I do want, I do want uh, Brock Purdy to win the to win the MVP, but I don't think he's going to win it. I'm t- it's going to be Lamar Jackson. He got the head to head against him, so I, I'm I'm going with Lamar Jackson. All right, offensive player of the year. Who you got? This is where your boy wins it. Um, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to win over Tyreek Hill. Um, Tyreek had a phenomenal season. CeeDee Lamb had a phenomenal season. But this is Christian McCaffrey award, no doubt about it. I agree. Uh, I th- He would be my pick, and he's going to win it. Uh, uh, not much to add there. He had the best offensive season this year. <laughs> Oh, well, that's all. Let's go three for three, man. Christian McCaffrey's going to get it. Uh, He's going to get it. He deserves it as well. So it's always good to see somebody who deserves it actually get it. So I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, man. Uh, Christian McCaffrey will win this award because I just don't think he's going to win MVP. And he's been the best offensive player outside of of, uh, not – Anybody outside, not a quarterback. So I'm going with uh, McCaffrey. All right, man. Uh, we might. <laughs> we talked about this earlier, man. Who got comeback player of the year? Baker Mayfield. I said it last week. Everybody thought I was crazy. Baker Mayfield played the entire season. Like I said, top 10 in yards, top 10 touchdowns, won the division, won a playoff game. He just submitted it. So it's without question. And Baker Mayfield is the, the comeback player of the year. Okay. Uh, I agree, X. You've convinced me that he is the comeback player of the year, except I think DeMar Hamlin's going to win it. Well, he because, could. Hamlin because could. the NFL loves a good story. So, he played this year, though. <laughs> he he <laughs> played some games. He got in, like, a couple plays. I saw him literally this playoff game. I saw him in for a snap or two. I think the NFL just loves that loves a good story, and I think Hamlin's gonna win it, but Mayfield would be my pick. All right. Um, well, I mean, here we go again, man. I'm agreeing with Yvonne again. Uh if Mar Hamlin, if he played any this season, they're going to give him an award. But I believe Baker Mayfield actually deserves it. I was going with Joe Flacco, but the way he uh fizzled out. In his playoff game, man, and uh, Baker thrive. I know that it's a regular season award, but I'm taking into account that, and um, and I I, I do think Baker deserves it. And you know, he, he he showed us all. He showed us all. Nobody thought that he would be doing what he did this season, and he uh he definitely showed us all. Um, Mr. Box Office said he's getting about a thirty million dollar a year contract coming up. I think that's wild, but uh, <laughs> I mean, that's, if he earned it, man, let him go ahead and get it, and we'll beat the hell out of him next year in the NFC South, man, when he comes back down to earth and Baker, when he bakers it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, I, I've been saying Baker Mayfield all along. I even oh, told God. you guys last week about it also. Oh. I'm the only one who picked the Saints to win the NFC South. Many of you guys had them at the bottom of the barrel when we made our picks. I'm not going to mention names. So, yeah, I got Baker for comeback player of the year also. Um, All right. 
Let's go to our next award, and it's Defensive Player of the Year. I got T.J. Watt. I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of other guys that you might be able to name, but T.J. Watt to me, um, he, 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 the Steelers were not a good team. Offensively, they went through a lot of quarterbacks, but that defense kept them in games that they shouldn't have. And I think T.J. Watt was the catalyst of that team. So I'm going to go with T.J. Watt as far as my defensive player of the year. Uh, I'm going to agree. It should be T.J. Watt. I wouldn't be surprised if Miles Garrett or maybe Max Crosby wins it. But uh, Watt led the NFL in sacks, and uh, I think that's that's what gets them the award. All right. Yeah, man. I'm going to go with T.J. Watt, too. 19 sacks is crazy. That is crazy. So, uh, I, 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 and I, you know, being a, being as though I was a defensive end, I, um, I'm partial to defensive ends. So, looking at him, uh, come off that edge like that and get as many sacks as possible, I, um, I'm, I'm impressed with him. TJ Watt, uh, I think he's going to try to make his snap as the best Watt brother, too. Oh, wow. Okay. Not yet, but I think that's, that's what he's going to end up being. Because JJ was a monster. Um, I like Watt, but he's not my pick. Um, I'm okay. going with Miles Garrett. I I think you can't you can't really rule out what you know, despite what happened in that in the in today in the game in the wild card matchup. You know, I think the impact he's had all season long. You look at the amount of. You look at the you look at the amount of injuries that this team um has had from the quarterback changing to the running backs, um, um yeah inconsistency with with the wide receivers. Miles Garrett has led that defense, and that's and the defense has been responsible and one of the reasons why this team is where it's at. Um, um, when we look at the end of the season, I'm going with Miles Garrett. All right. He had 14 sacks. He didn't have a bad year at all. He had a really good year, to be honest. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Let's go to our next one. And uh, we're going to do Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, let me say this first and foremost. Nick, you had this conversation off air. Great rookie class. I think, man, from Gibbs to B. John Roberts, even though he didn't have the best season, I think that, you know, you see the flashes there. LaPorta, there's a lot of people out there that play well. Um, Puka Nakua, I know, is very deserving, but this is C.J. Stroud's award. We're not going to do that. Puka Nakua had a great season, but with C.J., it's a quarterback at the end of the day. C.J. Stroud was phenomenal. I'm going Stroud as the the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, Nakua, great year, but Stroud, uh, even better year, and he's the quarterback. Stroud takes it. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say, of course, CJ Stroud is gonna get it. Um, uh, but I actually think Puka Nakua had a better year than um uh, the CJ Stroud. This man was awesome. Nobody knew him. Huh? He also didn't miss games like Stroud did. Yeah, that's that's why I said I think he had a better year than Stroud. He didn't miss any game, and he showed up every game. I mean, every game, even when people knew. The ball was going to him at the beginning. You can't really count those first five games of him exploding like that because nobody knew. Nobody knew to take it seriously. But after those first those first five games, he continued to show up. 
And I can't, I can't, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad at that. Um, CJ Stroud's gonna get it because he's a quarterback, and it's such a great story. It's such a great story, and that everybody wants him to get something. He's not gonna get a Super Bowl, but everybody wants him to get something. <laughs> this, this is this is the thing that he's gonna get. Well, he definitely ain't gonna get it from me because I don't have CJ Stroud winning the award. I think there's uh, the, more, somebody more deserving than him, and I'm going with Puka Nakua. He actually played, you know, every regular season game. Um, there was no expectations for uh, Puka Nakua when we when we came into um, when we came into the season. Um, I mean, X called them going to be well. He said he was they, the Rams were going to be the one of the worst teams in the league. Um, going towards the season and like i said there was no expectation for uh puka nakua he had the most yards ever by a rookie the most receptions ever by a rookie and despite in a losing effort in a very close game just what that that game was the most competitive game out of any of the playoff games uh puka nakua ha- set another record for the most receiving yards by a rookie in the playoffs so just the way he was playing and the impact that he had for this team and uh, the way he stepped up and held it down while Cooper Cup was off, was out of the lineup. I got, I got Puka Nakua for uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Okay. All right. He's going to be go flying for- off the draft board in fantasy football next year. You know, yeah. I'll, before you go to the next day, I want to say this, because me and Q had that conversation off air. And I like what y'all said about Puka Nakua not having the expectation coming out of nowhere, almost like a sleeper. But I would actually make a case versus for C.J. Stroud with all the pressure on him being a number two pick. He lived up to it. And he actually exceeded it because Bryce Young was drafted before him. And <laughs> we saw how bad Carolina was. People have to be scratching their head like, damn, we could have had him. So I just I I, I think it's, a, it's both sides. I can see both sides of the equation, and I'm not mad at Puka Nakua. He got the Pro Bowl bid. CJ Stroud didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think CJ Stroud ultimately gets the Rookie of the Year, though. Let me ask y'all this. All right, you put uh you put CJ Stroud in Carolina, and um, I think they're better. You think they're better? You think? Yeah, I thought CJ Stroud. I think I think me. Keo and box office all thought Stroud was the best quarterback going into the draft. I don't remember I exactly. And you did too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think y'all, y'all actually fucked with me about that, talking about all the receivers he had in Ohio State. Yeah. And I was like, bruh, so his receivers gonna be better in the in the NFL. That, that's what scared me a little bit about him. Cause I was like, dang, he had a lot of good receivers. But he had the size. He saw it against um George in that game, even without Marvin Harrison, that's where I was like, okay, yeah, he's the number one pick. I will say, uh, I, I will say Carolina would be better, but they they wouldn't be a playoff team. I, I mean, the NFC South wasn't the best, but I still don't think Carolina was good enough to uh to win it with even Stroud. Mm-mm. Okay, I agree. Well, Bryce Young. Is Bryce Young? Is Bryce Young? Does he do the same thing in Houston? Is Houston uh, still a playoff no. team with Bryce Young? No. No, I think I think I think I think of it completely different. If you put 
if you put Bryce Young in that Houston system, he he'll be the quarterback that CJ Stroud is today. And I think if you put Stroud in Carolina, he'll become what Carolina is today. And I think it's just like when we draft people, it's all about the situation that you're in. If you're in a good situation, I think you're going to excel good. But okay. if you're in a bad situation, then I, I don't think it's going to go right. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's go to a defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, I'm going with Anderson. Staying same team. Um, I just like I, – I think that when Houston accomplished this season, as far as them getting to the playoffs, we have to remember, C.J. Stroud missed some time, but Will Anderson played, and they got to the playoffs. Even though they might have lost a couple of games here and there, I think Will Anderson – and y'all know I picked Devin Witherspoon to win it before this season, so I'm not trying to, like, hype up my guy, but I think that Will Anderson should get it. I agree. Will Anderson, seven sacks for a rookie is really good. Um, I mean, it's almost like you got to go with Will Anderson. I mean, you know, like I said, I I can't go against him. <laughs> um, he had a, he had a hell of a year, man. Hell of a year for Will Anderson. So, um, I'm going with him. I I think we all saw it coming, though. I, I thought I thought all... Devin Witherspoon was going with it, hands down. <laughs> but. Is what it is. Uh, so, uh, you know, one one of my favorite uh, sporting events that I always look forward to is uh, the NFL draft that, that I do with you guys. Um, and going into the draft, uh, me, it was me, X, and uh, Box Office. We originally had Will Anderson getting drafted number two. I think, see, you had Anderson at three. I think Anderson, yeah, I think, um, yeah, and I think uh, Will Anderson, he definitely lived up to the hype, the expectations, and uh, it has to be Will Anderson. Will Anderson is definitely my pick for uh, um, defensive rookie of the year. Okay. All right. Let's go to, I think this is our last one. I think Brian Brzee. (laughs) (laughs) let's go through our last one um it is the coach of the year kevin stefanski i mean y'all can go a lot of different ways i'm not mad at y'all i know everybody wants to give the the, the props to flacco but i look at what kevin stefanski did this season in cleveland um no nick chubb for majority of the year four different quarterbacks um going out that roster to get 11 wins is phenomenal in a division where every team Every single team had a winning record, but yet his team made the playoffs and they had a better record than the Steelers, who I think Mike Tomlin has a, a, a right to this award as well. I'm going to go with Stefanski because he had a better record and all the situation that he had to deal with in Cleveland. No Deshaun Watson, no Nick Chubb. I'm going on Kevin Stefanski. Okay. I really don't know who's going to win this award, and I'm okay with either option. I would give it a Stefanski or D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's rookie head coach wins a wins the division and a playoff game with a rookie quarterback. That is very impressive. Stefanski, bunch of injuries, wins 11 games. I'm okay with either one there. I would personally give it a D'Amico Ryan's, but uh, I'm okay with either one there. All right. Um, 
I think Kevin Stefanski is going to win it for the second time um, because of all those things that you said. But I personally will give it to Mike Tomlin. And just because he had – I want to say he didn't have anything to work with in Pittsburgh, man. They gave him a horrible – they gave him a a horrible um, product to work with, and he made it work. Got them the 10 wins, got them in the playoff with Mason Rudolph winning their last three games in a row. And um, and I and, and you know, this is not a lifetime achievement award, but I mean another season where he didn't he doesn't end up with a losing record and they give him crap to work with. I think he did a great job with the team that he had, getting them in the playoffs and even um hanging around for a little bit in the playoffs. In their playoff game, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just a runaway victory by the Bills. It, they hung around for a little bit, a little bit. They fought. Um, I'm I'm going with um for coach of the year. I'm going with D'Amico Ryan's man. Um, nobody expect this Texas team to win the division, get in the playoffs, get a playoff win. None of that. Uh, no, you you've got two rookie. Two possible rookie of the years from both sides of the ball. I mean, I, I think for me, it's kind of obvious for me when you have that and the way they drafted um, and move, tried to move over to the Jets with two draft picks in that first round. I'm giving, I'm giving it to D'Amico Ryan's in this game, and then you get the most out of Tank Dell, Nico Collins. These are yeah. draft compensation man that you're getting the best out of so i'm going with D'Amico ryan's in this one i'll i'll before we end up i like all those picks i even throw another name out there dan campbell i don't have no issue with i was just about to say honorable mention dan campbell all, all any one of those guys would know what i'm okay with it i'm okay with that yeah. i remember i remember when we did the preseason picks all of us had the preseason picks for dan campbell to win this award I thought I mean everybody thought the Lions were gonna win the division. Well, and they did. No, no, don't put me on blast. Oh, um, you didn't. <laughs> I had the sad ass Vikings. I had yeah, I had the Vikings. I had Detroit. All right, man. Let's let, let so I guess we wrap things up in the NFL and let's go straight Cousin to her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So let's wrap things up in the NFL, man, and uh, and let's go straight to. Um, I actually added this um, NBA topic because it actually happened today. Indiana Pacers have acquired All Star forward Pascal Siakam in the trade. It actually, sends Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawara, and three first round draft picks to the Toronto Raptors. Um, this went down Tuesday. Um, X and C, your Pelicans was actually involved in this trade where they were part of a separate trade where the Orleans sent Kyra Lewis Jr. and a 2024 second round draft pick to the Pacers. Also, um, the Pacers then shipped Lewis to the Raptors. So, with that being said, man, who won in this trade? Toronto, you think who? No, I said, who did we get? You said, oh, uh, no. <laughs> we just gave stuff away. Um, Toronto won this trade. Yeah, getting, getting three first round picks. 
Um, that that that's amazing for Pascal Siakam. Let's be real; they weren't going to win a championship with Pascal Siakam. You move off of him. Do I think Indiana's going to win a championship with Pascal Siakam? I don't. I know they've been playing good this season. Kudos to them. But I don't think they win a championship. I don't think that gets them over the top to give up three first-round picks to the Toronto Raptors. They just gave up OG Anubi and landed um, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. I like what Toronto's doing. Toronto is thinking, okay, let's bring these young guys in. Let's get more draft capital. Hey, it's going to look – it might not look like it today. But just give them time. Toronto's coming. I like the trade for both teams because it shows that Indiana's trying to win. But if you say who I think is the winner of this trade, um, I'm going with Toronto. And I think Bruce Baum, um, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Bruce Baum, not Bowen. Brown. Brown. I could not, like, why do you want to say Bowen? Bruce Brown is an underrated, valuable piece to that puzzle that was in Indiana, in my opinion. He just came up a championship with Denver. Um, Denver was talking about bringing him back for whatever reason. I guess he might get the money in Indiana. I like him going over there to, to Toronto. I think Toronto won this trade. Okay, I'll go next. I agree with X. I think both teams actually won this trade. Uh, uh, Indiana's sixth in the East. They get Siakam, who averages like 22-23. I think that's a big upgrade. And, and uh, look, I understand three first-round picks is a lot, but this isn't the NFL. These uh, draft picks in the NBA don't work out as much. But at the end of the day, it is also three first-round picks. So it gives you a higher possibility to hit. So I think I think both have uh, uh both win this uh deal. Uh Toronto also won a title with Siakam being a big contributor. So I feel like he's done enough in Toronto. Um so I think both teams have won at the end of the day. Raptors probably win a little more because of the picks, but I'm okay with this trade, and I think both teams benefit. Um I I I I'm going to say that Toronto won. Toronto won because uh the three draft picks alone, the three first rounders alone make them win <laughs> in this. Um I I think that I I there's no way I give you players and three first round draft picks for Pascal Siakam, not knowing that he's not gonna he's not gonna put us over the edge to where we're uh we're we're winning the championship. Maybe if I was one player like him away, I may give you those three. But you still got a build. Now you have him, Halliburton, and uh, who, Buddy Hill. That's not enough to contend. That's not going to get you into the finals over the Bucks or um, or the Celtics. I mean, it's like that's not going to do it for you. That does it. You you may get out of the play-in, um the bottom play-in teams, you might move up to maybe the third seed uh, and get put out in the second round or something like that. But <coughs> it didn't move the needle enough to give you first three first-round picks for me. Um, um, I'm going with the Pacers. I think the Pacers won in that trade. Uh, you add Hallie Burton. Anybody watch the play-in tournament, Yvonne? Allie Burton was a beast, a baller. He was uh, one of the marquee players that I actually, uh, that I actually, you know, uh, was really paying attention to, and it made me look really differently uh, with Hallie Burton because I wasn't really high at him 
with him when he was with the King. But as soon as he went to the Pacers, he he's different, man. He makes a huge impact. He, um, he does make a huge impact. That's a little bit of everything. Um, you also have Miles Turner also. I think with, with the presence of Miles Turner and Siakam, I think that's really huge for this team. And I'm not sure what, what's going to really happen with those three of those first-round picks because they could really do nothing with it. Um, and I th- I think the reason why they got three first-round pick because nobody, no free agency agents wants to go play for no damn Toronto. They, they don't want to go point. travel over there. That's a good point. And, and that's the reason why I, I think they're the winners. Um, I think Siakam's going to get a long-term extension. You know, he's averaging 20-plus a game. Um, they actually own all their first-round picks for a next season also, including 2024 from what they got from the Thunder. And um, and they also could uh, – uh, it actually creates space for them in, um, in the cap room also. So I think it's really good for what Indiana's doing right now. And, you know, they still got a solid coach with Rick Carlisle. So I, I think the Pacers are definitely my winners. Okay, I'm at you, Kia. Look at you, Pascal Siakam. Now I could trade him in fantasy. Um, all right, man. Let's go to our very last topic for tonight, and we're gonna talk about the UFC, man. You know, I I had the conversation with a couple of my friends. I I think we talked about at our last show of the year that I felt like I felt like boxing was taking over the UFC and the UFC is declining. So with that being said, do you guys feel like the UFC is declining right now? Mr. Box Office. (laughs) All right. So I don't know if the right word is declining, but it's not as good as it was. And the reason is, is because it lacks superstar power from the casual fan. Okay. The casual UFC fans still knew about Anderson Silva, John Jones, GSP, uh, Connor when he was in his uh, prime, uh, Khabib, and so on, okay? Now, if I ask the casual UFC fan, maybe the current active champions, they'll struggle. And the, and, and the reason for that is because John Jones gets in too much trouble, so then he fights way too uh, sporadically. And Connor's out of his prime, and the U and the heavyweight division is lacking now that Naganu left. Um, so honestly, I don't know if the right word is declining. It's just it's just they they're currently lacking star power, and that's okay. Like it's not like they're failing business or anything like that. Um, the NBA might be lacking star power in a couple of years when LeBron and KD are gone. Um, so in the NFL, we'll come across that one day as well. So I think it's just the star power, uh, fighting as often as they can fight. So look, I don't think it's that big of a deal or anything like that. Uh, I still view, I know y'all will disagree with this to me. I'm going to watch a UFC pay-per-view over a boxing pay-per-view if I have the choice and if they're on the same level. <laughs> Look, come on, man. The, the boxing, man, when you tune into UFC, you're tuned in for two, three fights on that card. 
For boxing, you are literally only tuned in for the main oh, event. Oh, oh. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I, I think, I think, stop, I think boxing, I think boxing has stepped this game up from from what they did last year because we were able to get fights that we were looking for, and I feel like the UFC is just we don't get those fights no more, especially the cards that they put together. I'm and, gonna tell and, you, Akio. Yes, yeah, it's declining. And I know Mr. Box Office don't want to hear this. And I know Keo's going to get all excited about this. Shout out to my brother Jasper. You know I love you. You know who hurt the UFC? Jake Paul. And I don't want to hear that. Those UFC fighters went getting the ring with Jake Paul and got embarrassed. And people were looking at that and saying to themselves, what the hell is going on? Okay, they well, can't be well, well, watch that over watching Terrence Crawford and Javante Davis and the big names like Tyson Fury. Man, come on, man. What I saw, I, I was there. Nagano, he, you know, maybe he can bring it back for y'all. But it's like he likes boxing and it's like he's transitioning to boxing now. But I just look at what Jake Paul did to all the fighters in the UFC. And I think it hurt the UFC. And going back to what you said, there's nobody that's really marketable that you can... You had Ronda Rousey at one time. You had Brock Lesnar at one time. Even though they might not have been the best fighters, they were big market for them. And um, same thing with Conor McGregor. But I think, man, boxing fell off a little bit. UFC took over. And then once Jake Paul came along, it's like, yeah, the tipping scale went back to boxing. Okay, okay. Well, you can make the argument that Gano beat Fury and he's a UFC guy. And then uh, what if he beats now Joshua? I don't think he beat Fury. I know y'all might disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, but 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 here's the thing. Here's the thing. Jake Paul isn't even a real boxer. He looks better than uh, uh, than what we what we think he is, honestly. No, he's better than we thought he was, but he he's not a real. Boxer. But he didn't even beat he didn't even beat um not Tyson Tommy Fury. Um, Tommy. Fury. Tommy Fury. But and like Tommy Fury's he, a boxer. He is, but I'm saying like Jake Paul was impressive in that fight, honestly. And I thought Fury won, but I'm just saying like Jake Paul fought way better than we maybe. Absolutely. Absolutely. But here here's the thing, Jake Paul Jake Paul has only beat the hell out of UFC guys and Nate Robinson. Like, like, and he makes them all look bad. Like when he beat Tyrone Woodley, I was like, "This is bad, man." Yeah, but that's bad. a different story. The title, the title of this video, Jake Paul <laughs> single-handedly ruined the UFC. <laughs> Jake Paul, Jake Paul, Jake Paul. He is a professional boxer. If you look up, if you if you look up Jake Paul's name, it'll say professional. It'll say professional boxer next to the name of Jake Paul right now. And Man, I think look, I could put, I could put, I could make make a Wikipedia page and put, um, Mr. C. Cedric Bryant, um, former NFL running back. Well, it's not just, well, it's not, it's not just all his all his fights are sanctioned by the Athletic Boxing Commission, man. So. And he's a professional boxer, no matter how right. people want to spin You're it. You're right. 
you're right. Anybody who 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 fights a professional fight can be considered a professional boxer. The only he, reason, he did all the he did all the paperwork, but we know that this man is not in there trying to fight. What what weight group does he fight in? He wants to fight Canelo. Yeah. Well, that boy is not like Canelo. That's the reason, the reason, the reason, the reason why people say Jake Paul is not a professional boxer because people out there, the general public, they want them to see the fight, the boxers that's that's out there, like the 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 Canelo Alvarez is like the like the Gervonta Davises and the Terry Boxers. But if, if but Jake Paul is still considered a rookie. If I'm if I'm a rookie, I'm not gonna fight a boxer that's considered the best in the world right now. I'm gonna try to get some more fights and move up. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go fight the the the, the defending champion because chances right. are, I think he knows that he will lose that fight also. But those guys, they they actually want smoke with Jake Paul right now. So if they want smoke with Jake Paul, they must think he is a is a good payday. Is what they think. <laughs> Nobody, none of, none of these, none of these, none of these. Canelo, Canelo does not think Jake Paul has a chance in the ring with him. Nor does anybody else. Do you realize what the odds would be on that fight? Oh my God! If anybody bet a dollar on Jake Paul and he won, they'd be a millionaire. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's that is no chance. But um, I like X's take. I like X's take on that man, Jake Paul. I think he is responsible, single-handedly responsible for the downfall of the UFC. Because when you look at it, man, um, Nagano, Nagano was probably and, and UFC let him let him leave. So he was the best thing that they had still on their roster. Everybody else is old and out of their prime. Uh, John Jones, just like you said, he gets in too much trouble. He may be the best pound for pound UFC fighter there, but hell, he doesn't ever fight because uh, <laughs> because he's always in trouble. But um, when you go to boxing, man, you got people like Tank Davis, Terrence Crawford, Canelo. You got all of these big names and big fights that can happen, and um, and I really think that now they they've put themselves back in the conversation. It's not it's not a heavyweight. It's not a heavyweight. Um. It's not really a heavyweight division in boxing. The fighters, the fighters there, Tyson Fury still being the champion. I mean, you can't really look at a big match in a heavyweight division, but the lower divisions, like I said, the best pound for pound box, I think the biggest fight in maybe the last two, three years was Errol Sprints and Terrence Crawford. Um, and I think everybody left out of that said Terrence Crawford, Bud is the best fighter pound for pound out of anybody in boxing right now. And I think it's, it's probably consensus with everyone right now. But, you know, it's in between him and Tank. You had you got the Tank, you had the Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia match. That was a big match. You had big, big fights last year in boxing. And you can't say the same for UFC. You can't, I can't remember a UFC match that everybody was talking about last year. So, I mean, you know, I'm sure they had, I'm sure they had some, but I mean, not from any big, big names. The big names are now back in boxing, and um, you know, you can't you you can't get mad at them. <laughs> you can't get mad at them. I'm looking forward to see what this year boxing has in store for us. You got Devin Haney and all them. Yeah, man, you got a lot of boxing going on. 
Yeah, man. Um, and and just to end it off, man. If you look at UFC, their biggest event that they they've been promoting, uh, Yvonne, you know about that too. Is UFC three three hundred? You may think differently, but I'm actually not a big fan of what they have in that car because I was, was expecting to see certain fights on there. It, it's just not it for me to have it your biggest event UFC 300. Well, they haven't they haven't came up with a main event for that yet, though. Okay, all right. So g- all right. give it a, give it some time. We'll see how that turns out. That's in April. All right, man. Well, with that being said, man, let's uh let's wrap things up and let's get out of here. Hey man, hey man, John Tequila, man, I just caught on to what you got on, bro. I'm looking at Chad. You taking shots and saying <laughs> Indiana won the trade, but you got a Toronto Raptor. <laughs> I'm watching you, Tio. You a slickster, man. You a real slickster. I just want to say this. I, I know, I know, we haven't officially, because obviously for time purposes, we haven't officially bought. Are you kidding me? Back. But I'm gonna say, are you kidding me? City Lamb, what the hell was that? You saying first down and y'all getting blown out against the, against the Green Bay Packers? Are you serious right now, City Lamb? Another delusional cowboy fan. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what the, the Packers were doing. I mean what the Cowboys were doing and what City Lamb was thinking. But shout out to him, man. Shout out to you, gentlemen, man. Always a good time. To everybody that's on the north side of Lafayette or in the Caracol area, man, look, my prayers are with you. I know they have the ball on that advisory right now. No school tomorrow. See y'all have school tomorrow? As far as I know, man, I hope they canceled it. Okay, well, they canceled it. I was schooling. They canceled a lot of schools on the north side. So y'all just please stay safe in this cold, cold weather. And uh, like I said, man, shout out to y'all boys, man. I'll see y'all next week, man. Big things coming soon. From the MBS squad. Okay. Go ahead, Yvonne, and give me your "Are you kidding me?" moment. <laughs> well, I, I, I said it. I said it er, earlier in the show. Are you kidding me, Mike McDaniel? Seven points. <laughs> uh, 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 I mean, come on. Uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I just I'm lost for words when it comes to that. Uh, what I saw and those play callings. Are you kidding me? Anyways. Shout out to you, boys. Another great show. I'm excited about some football this weekend. Hey, enjoy every second. We only got a month of it left. Yeah. Go ahead. My are you kidding me moment (laughs) went to the Eagles, bro. Are you kidding me? You guys suck. (laughs) Just to go out there and lay that egg in the playoffs like that, bro. I, 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 I can't really remember ever seeing a team that was expected to do so much, do so little. Even worse than the Cowboys. I'm telling you, that was worse than the Cowboys losing. I know that they lost, they were uh, the fourth, I mean, the fifth seed, and they uh, lost to the fourth seed. But we know that that's not accurate. That was just because Tampa Bay won their division. Man, come on, bro. Anyway, man, my last bit of shout-outs, I was with Hunter Morgan, Tory, Christian Lee, and Edward Daddy. Love y'all. I'll see you in just a second. That's my beautiful wife, Patricia. I love you, too. I'll see you in just a second. The Pat Pat baby, Marcel Carter Bryant. Pat Pat, love you. I'll see you in just a second, even if it's just on a picture. And everybody else out there, the NBS crew, man, appreciate y'all boys for having me on here. Everybody watching, love y'all. See y'all next week. Peace. All right, my are you kidding me moment. 
It, it's not. It doesn't go to the Cowboys. It goes to the University Football Team of Alabama. Man, are you kidding me? Number one, you lost your head coach, Nick Saban. Then you lose two prospects. You lose two prospects uh, in the twenty twenty five class recru- recruiting class. Then on top of that, you got numerous players. Transferring the go, going to the transfer portal right now, and on top of that, you got a, a head coach that that's walking into this university with all these expectations, all this pressure on him. That's great. You got uh, you're you uh, made it to the national title game, but man, this is a different beast in Alabama, man. So, with that being said, Alabama football team, are you? Kidding me. Hey, transfer is it getting that portal? <laughs> getting that portal. You know how we coming? <laughs> oh, damn. We got stuff for you. We got stuff for you out there in the booth, man. All right. All right, man. Shout out to, shout out to all you guys, man. Uh, XC, Yvonne, Mike, shout out to Jasper who does a lot of things behind the scenes. And a shout out to all the uh, shows that we got on, man. We got MBS, let's talk about it, MBS Uncensored. We got some new shows coming up also. With that being said, man, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. MBS Show, episode 27. We out, and we see you next time. Peace.